While the eyes of the world have been focused on the devastation in Gaza, violent assaults by Israeli settlers against Palestinians in the West Bank have doubled since October 7, according to the United Nations. Observers say that settlers have become more emboldened since the election of a right-wing Israeli government in November last year. And while Israeli Defence Minister Yoav Gallant has moved to condemn the extremist settler attacks... National Security Minister, uh, the National Security Minister of Israel has been distributing thousands of weapons to West Bank settlers. The escalating violence on both fronts has shown up uh, the impotence, really, of the Palestinian Authority, the government body which has overseen parts of the Israeli-occupied West Bank since the mid-1990s. Its president is 88-year-old Mahmoud Abbas. Nua Odeh is the founding member of the Democratic National Assembly of Palestine and a former spokesperson for the Palestinian Authority. I welcome you. Thank you for having me, Andy. The issue of settler violence in the West Bank was generating huge concern even before this war began. Do Israelis believe they can act with impunity because of the strength of the government's response in Gaza right now? Absolutely. I think the settlers, first of all, feel that they are in power. They have considerable weight in the governing uh, coalition in Israel. The world is preoccupied with the humanitarian disaster um, in Gaza. And there has yet to be a precedent where this violence has had real consequences for Israel um, in terms of uh, impact on its relations with other countries, in terms of uh, consequences regarding these settlers and settler groups that uh, fund these kinds of uh, attacks and, and take over Palestinian land. Um, and that's why we've seen, uh, as, as you've reported, uh, a dramatic increase in the, in the attacks. And the impact of that is that Palestinians everywhere in the West Bank feel that they're under threat because they also know that if they are under attack, nobody will come to their to their aid. Nobody can help them. U.S. President Joe Biden and Secretary of State Antony Blinken have both cautioned Israel on escalating settler violence in the West Bank. Yesterday, the U.S. announced it would place visa restrictions on extremist settlers. Is this a move in the right direction, or, or are these warnings simply empty? I think it's a very symbolic move. Um, if you dig a bit deeper, they, uh, there, there isn't any clarity as to how these individuals would be uh, identified. It doesn't uh, address the fact that many of the uh, settlers um, involved might be American citizens and what the U.S. would do about that. It doesn't also address the uh, tens of millions of dollars that uh, charities across the U.S. channel into settler uh, groups and 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 um, allow them to feel that sense of um, um, support, uh, whether it's financial or, or political or, or, or popular. So in a way, it is unprecedented and maybe it will have some ripple effect among, um, uh, you know, center parties in Israel. But I don't think that it's consequential um, in terms of, of the impact on the settler movement and these uh, violent settler groups. It has been suggested that despite the release of hundreds of Palestinian prisoners as part of that recent hostage exchange or series of exchanges, Israeli authorities have been detaining new prisoners just as mm. quickly, effectively filling up the prisons as fast as they were empty, emptying. Is that true? It is. It is. In fact, since October 7th, the number of Palestinians imprisoned by Israel has more than doubled. Uh, the number of Palestinians detained just in those seven days of exchanges uh, were, was higher 
than those released. Um, this is a policy, a consistent policy of uh, of Israel during the past 56 years of occupation. In fact, it's so per- pervasive that there have been several UN reports about the policy of mass incarceration and the fact that it's part of the regime of control that Israel exercises over Palestinians, um, putting them through a conveyor belt of convictions through military courts, including uh, children who are denied access to um, their family when they're interrogated, to lawyers, um, and, and, and these military courts don't meet the standards of due process one you know would think of in in courts in in you know in Australia or in any other uh, western country many uh, would remember Mahmoud Abbas from past negotiations and certainly past conflicts has he in your view been an effectual leader in this moment well look at this moment at this moment um, it is difficult to revive uh, hope in a leader first of all who is Uh, ailing and aging, uh, and second of all, whose agenda of a negotiated solution with Israel to end the occupation has become uh, moot because of the realities on the ground. During his tenure, we've seen a dramatic increase in settlement expansion in the West Bank. We've seen the Israeli uh, political scene gear to the right and adopt uh, government programs that um, essentially um, oppose Palestinian statehood that want to annex the West Bank, that uh, uh, have outlawed Palestinian expressions of identity in occupied uh, Jerusalem. So there is very little faith um, in the in his ability to uh, turn things around and in the world's seriousness, uh, to be frank, about um, moving things forward in a significant manner. It, it's not enough to talk about the need for a political horizon, the need for Palestinians to have a state that that has been, you know, going on for over uh, 30 or 40 years. What is uh, significant? What would have an impact and resonate with Palestinians is to see something uh, that it changes their daily reality of of being oppressed. And, and I'll give you an example. If you're a Palestinian living in the West Bank and you are a law-abiding citizen, you abide by Palestinian laws. You can still be uh, imprisoned by Israel for raising a Palestinian flag, for being active in student unions, for being a community leader who organizes against the takeover of your land by Israeli settler groups and by uh, the Israeli state. Uh, That is a dead-end reality um, that, you know, and, and the need to change it has to go well beyond words for it to mean anything for Palestinians and for their lives. So, given everything you've outlined uh, and the sort of ailing support or perhaps ineffectualness of the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank, as you've outlined, how dangerous mm. is this for the survival of the uh, of the authority itself under the current leadership, but also for the future of the Palestinian cause? It's extremely dangerous. We are basically living on a powder keg and and. Uh, everybody's uh, being pushed to the limits of their patience, of their faith in in, uh, any kind of international intervention, of any hope uh, for the future. And this is a predominantly young population um, in in Palestine. So there is a lot more energy to go into that frustration. Um, When we talk about the need for things to change, I think what we need to keep in mind is that this is not about who governs the Palestinian in terms of 
the person. It's about giving Palestinians back their agency, allowing Palestinians, first of all, to choose their leaders, and second of all, um, not to have their rights and their presence in their land contingent upon the approval uh, of their occupier. This is not an equation that exists anywhere else in the world. And it, if that playbook doesn't change, then the frustration and the causes for it and the cause for all the grievances will only continue to increase. And the what is happening in Gaza right now and this absolute devastation brought on by uh, constant Israeli bombardment and um, ground invasion and, and the pleas from international aid agencies about unprecedented destruction and um, unprecedented a number of civilians and children killed feeds into that. It feeds into that sense of of, of abandonment, of of having nothing to look forward to, um, and 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 seeing a world that looks at you, looks at your suffering, and then disregards it, um, and and moves on with its business. Um, it's a very, I think, it's a very dangerous dynamic. I would hope that it, you know, um, this tragedy uh, unfolding right before our eyes live um, would push the countries um, who can sway things uh, and, and sway the course of history really into a more productive uh, direction and a direction where Israelis and Palestinians can be free from this, uh, uh, from this dynamic of occupation, of oppression, of anger and grievances. That's the only way forward. Otherwise, we will be trapped we will be hostage uh, to this agenda of endless occupation and, and endless anger. So we're undoubtedly a long way from the day after this war, but when that day after the war comes, where will leadership be found to govern the Palestinian territories, if not the Palestinian Authority, if not Israel, uh, and if not Hamas? Well, look, it's a, the Palestinian Authority is a you know a body of governance. It's like saying the Australian government or the British government. So we need to have a process where Palestinians can choose who's at the helm of that authority. But until that happens, Palestinian political tradition um, um, allows for consensus and allows for um, um, consultation between the different factors. Um, and I believe that we need to have an inclusive process where all actors are involved. And yes, as uncomfortable as that might be to uh, many in the West, it needs to involve everybody, including those um, like Hamas, who will have to also take a look at uh, you know, what is the, in the best interest of the Palestinian people and how to move forward in a united front. Having said that, it, it, you know, when we when we get there, and I hope we get there sooner rather than later, um, the without international intervention, the dynamic I, I outlined before won't be broken. Mm -hmm. We know that from previous experience. We know that without the world putting its foot down and saying this has to end, um, it won't because yeah. there is such an imbalance of power. Um, th there would be no incentive for Israel to end its occupation. We are without, actually at, without at, real pressure. My apologies, we're out of time. I really appreciate uh, your considered uh, analysis this afternoon. Founding member of the Democratic National Assembly of Palestine and former spokesperson for the Palestinian Authority, Noor Adeh, I do appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.